welcome to the Weekly Awesome Podcast. I am Bubba, and I am joined as always uh, by my two favorite guys, Louie and Bill. What's up, fellas? Wow, thanks. Hi, Hi. what's going on? That's yeah, that's quite the quite the accolade, Bubba. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. Just, uh, it's a nice feather in my cap on this Sunday night. You're, you're both awesome, and I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you, fans, listeners. People who are going to hate what we're about to do. Thank you for joining us on the Weekly Awesome. The Weekly Awesome is a brand new podcast here to talk about all things awesome, from sports to movies to video games to table games. We're going to listen to some music. We're going to have some fun and just talk about all the things that we think are really awesome. And we hope you uh, hope you'll join us. All right, so starting our first episode, fellas, what are you drinking for this week's episode, Bill? Um. I'm taking it kind of easy this Sunday night, and I just have a little uh, Bailey's on the rocks. Just kind of taking it slow, going a little, uh, yeah, a little lo-fi tonight, but pretty good. Good thing to do. That's a very festive holiday drink. It is. You know, I just don't, I don't ever let go of holidays well. I, I hang on to them to the last possible minute. I have an aunt who really enjoys that drink. I think you and her should... Uh... Meet up sometime. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Okay. I'd like to meet right. this aunt. Awesome. Louie, what are you drinking? Um, well, I don't normally drink wine, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't normally drink wine, but uh, Bubba, you actually left a, a bottle of, of wine over at my house from our holiday party, and mm. red wine also reminds me of the holidays, so... I'm having a, a little bit of. I believe it's. I'm not. I'm not a big wine guy, but uh, I believe it's called C- Cabernet Savignon, something like that. C- <laughs> Cabernet yeah. Savignon, I think. Yeah, I, I um, do enjoy a, a good Cabernet. It's a full-bodied red. Uh, it's got notes of wine, which is my favorite part of it. So, yeah, I'm drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. I think is actually yeah. how you say it. So. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that sounds yeah. delicious. Class- probably... You're classing it up here, Louis. Well, it's also I, Barefoot I... brand, which is like the no. cheapest possible. So. All right. <laughs> if I could undercut that a little bit. There you go. All right. Yeah. That's more well, awesome. Uh, I, went, I went the same route as you, Louis, except for a different brand. I've got one of Minnesota's favorites here, a uh, Ham's. Ham's beer. Mm. America's classic premium beer, born in the land of sky blue waters. From the land of sky blue waters. If that doesn't get you excited to drink 24 beers for $10.99, I don't know what will. Mm. I mean, it says premium right on the can. It's premium <laughs> beer. You can't just say things like that and not have it be true. That's like against some sort of law probably, right? Well, I, I, I find it quite premium. It's delicious. If, and- if saying things that are, isn't true is against some sort of law, Louie, I think we're in trouble. In the run of this podcast. No, I just mean in, in advertising, I'm pretty oh, okay. sure it's against the law. <laughs> okay. Is it against the law in podcasts? I hope not. Oh, no, you can talk mad shit in podcasts. It's okay, good. 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 But, and also just one note about a Ham's beer. It has one of the classiest cans around. So really enjoy that next time you're having a, having a Ham's. All right, let's get going here on the Weekly Awesome. We like to play some songs every week, something we've been listening to, something that uh, we came back across, something brand new that we think is awesome. So each of us is going to play you a song every week, and uh, maybe you'll go check it out and let us know if you think it's awesome too. Louie, what do you got for song of the week number one? Well, <laughs> I thought that since 2015 has just begun, I would pick a an appropriate song. Um, I don't know about you guys, but 
2014 can go fuck itself. It was pretty brutal <laughs> overall. Um, just in the news, in the world, just in life. So I would love it if 2014 just went the fuck away. So um, in that vein, I have uh, selected In the New Year by The Walkman, which is one of my uh, one of my favorite songs from a few years back. That just uh, yeah, it's all about just embracing the new year and having a having a good old time. So In the New Year by The Walkman. It's a good one. Oh, I'm still living at the old address. And I'm
Okay, thanks, Louie. That was In the New Year by The Walkman. All right, moving on. Next segment. Sports. We're talking NFL playoff picture. Louie, how's it looking? You know, uh, I don't know about you all, but when I sort of looked over the the schedule for football, you know, and this is, a, if you're an NFL fan, this is one of those glorious weekends where it's just, you know, two straight days of football. But I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was struck by, just seemed like there weren't, all the fun teams that actually seemed pretty good didn't really play yeah. this weekend in my mind. Um, we had Ravens-Steelers. The Ravens beat the Steelers 30-17 yesterday, and then the Panthers and Cardinals played, which was a pretty brutal one. And then uh, today, we had Bengals-Colts and Lions-Cowboys, and... I guess my main takeaway was just I didn't watch a whole lot of it, um, but just watching a team like the Bengals or even the Colts, um, just struck by, man, these teams don't seem very good. Uh, even you know the Lions, if you watch the Lions this year, they're not they're okay, they're fine. But I don't know. I, I feel like usually the this weekend is kind of blows you away, but I feel like the teams that are m- more fun to watch, your Seahawks, your Patriots, Packers, Broncos, are all taking it off this week. So I don't know. It was uh. I don't know if you guys caught much of it, but that was my main takeaway on the I, weekend. Fox? I didn't see a whole lot. I caught the end of Cowboys Lions. Um, I saw the big controversial uh, pass interference penalty that was called against the Cowboys and then taken away. Um, but I, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not an expert when it comes to the rules of football or anything. But it, it looked like pass interference to me. I, I was kind of surprised that they picked that one up. And Lions fans now are just, it, you know, it seemed very fitting. For Lions fans to you know get to the playoffs this year and then kind of get shit on by a bad call, um, just it was very Detroit. <laughs> They've uh, only won one playoff game since like 1957. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's bad. Being a Lions fan must just be it must be a pretty unbelievable existence. But I would I was struck just a little bit in just looking at it by like I, no big surprises. I suppose the Ravens were technically an underdog, like if you looked at the betting lines and stuff like that. But that. I don't know that were people really floored by the fact that the Ravens walked into Pittsburgh and won that game. I don't know. It didn't seem like a massive upset, was it? No, and I think, well, and I think it just, like what I was saying, I think maybe a better way to say what I was trying to say before is just that it seems like every team this weekend just like is flawed where it's like, well, I don't really, like, yeah, they could maybe win some games, but like they all seem to have their issues and um, it, doesn't it seem like Seattle's just going to win this? And it do, well, I, don't know. I was just going to say true. that, Louis. It just Does, feels like Seattle's just going to win this. Yeah, and it 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 also, to me, like you just said, every team this weekend kind of has its flaws. It kind of sets up a pretty not such a fun weekend of football next weekend. I mean, I'm looking at the, the, the lines that are out early right now, and the, the home teams are all like if you if you play money lines, which is not how things usually go in the NFL. They're usually spreads, but the site I have open just has money lines right now, but they're all like negative 300, which means they're pretty, or, and then the Seahawks are negative 500. They're just massive favorites, all the home teams to win this weekend. So I I just feel like next weekend too, there's going to be just maybe not such great games. I'm not sure. Well, and I, yeah. Cause I mean, cause what the Cowboys are going to green Bay. Yeah, correct. I mean, that's a, that sounds like a nightmare in yep. January and Carolina going to Seattle. I mean, Carolina, who knows, but, that's a nightmare too. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't. It seems. It seems very possible that both of those games are not close at any point. But watch now. There's going to be all upsets now. Yeah. 
the one storyline for next week is the Ravens being able to walk into New England because um, they've gone into New England and won a couple of playoff games before, haven't they? I, you know, I feel like I heard that in the background somewhere. A couple years back, but that's up. a, a storyline that they're pretty good on the road in the playoffs, specifically in New England. So that that I guess is something to pay attention to as we look into this next week. But. All right. Well, who do you guys got for Super Bowl champs, Louis? Seattle. I just think they uh, they got a full team. They play that crazy good defense. They've got home field until the Super Bowl, and I don't know. I think New England could do some goofy stuff and pull pull something out. But yeah, I think Seattle Seattle just seems too good to me. Bill, I think it's going to be the Packers just because I live a tortured sports existence, and <laughs> the teams the teams that I root for always suck. And the teams that I hate are always good. Um, so just I just have this this ominous feeling that the Packers are going to go win the damn Super Bowl, and that's just the way it's going to go. And the and the day they win the Super Bowl, like seven Vikings will get arrested for throwing some <laughs> outlandish party where they did unspeakable things. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, wonderful. something bad will I, happen. So it's I'm bad. here. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a Packers Broncos Super Bowl. Because living in the city of Phoenix means that the Super Bowl is there this year. And the Packers playing would mean that I could probably convince a handful of my friends who are Packers fans to come out and party because it should be a really good time. But, of course, I don't want them to lose. I'd like them to come there and then get their ass kicked so that the Packers (laughs) still don't win the Super Bowl. And, uh, And then if the Broncos win, there's a pretty good chance Peyton Manning will get to host Saturday Night Live again. And that shit's always funny. So. uh that's that's what I'm hoping for. Touch on one more thing before we call sports quit for this week. Uh, on Saturday, uh, Stuart Scott, uh, beloved Sports Center anchor, uh, great guy, great sportscaster, is responsible for many, many, many hours of enjoyment for the lives of all of us who enjoyed sports growing up, and gave us some of the best catchphrases of all time. Passed away Saturday, age of forty nine. Uh, so let's uh, let's all take our drinks and raise a toast. To Stuart Scott, he was pretty awesome. Booyah. <sighs> Next segment, Awesome Person of the Week. At the Weekly Awesome, we like to look around and see what relevance the week can bring us to some person that might be awesome. Big or small, past or present, uh, we like to dedicate them with the Awesome Person of the Week. And uh, Bill, who we got for the Awesome Person of the Week? Born on January the 3rd. 1892 in Bloemfontein of the Orange Free State in modern-day South Africa was one J.R.R. Tolkien. And uh, I I think he's a man who needs pretty little explanation as to why he is our awesome person of the week. Um, He made all of our lives fantastic from the time that we all read The Hobbit. I don't know about you guys, but I read that for the first time when I was like 12 years old, and it blew my mind, and it was awesome. And then I got into Lord of the Rings watched all the movies, just brought so much um, beauty into the world and wonderful adventure, uh, adventurous ideas um, to all of us and really opened the minds of lots of young people um, as we read his books and just really just a wonderful and awesome person and definitely, I think, deserving of Awesome Person of the Week. And without him, there wouldn't be three three-hour Hobbit movies to go see, so that seems important <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to get into the movies, man. I just, <laughs> Sorry, I, I just want to appreciate him. He for is an awesome he guy. He's an awesome guy. I think it's and fair I to think, say too. I with, think we can all say that he would have thought that was bullshit. So 
think we yeah. can. <laughs> Actually, oh, in doing some reading on him, apparently his son Christopher, who is the one who kind of is is in charge of his estate and kind of managing mm-hmm. all of his publications and stuff now, and did a lot of publishing himself, finding Tolkien's mm-hmm. old writings and stuff like that. Um, and Christopher doesn't give a whole lot of interviews, but somebody translated an interview that he gave with a, uh, a magazine in France, and apparently he basically said like I was I did not care for the fact that those movies commercialized pretty big on on my old man's writing and it basically turned his writing into an action movie which has you know a life of about 15 years whereas i think his writing is timeless um so without coming out and really denouncing the movies he basically said that he didn't really care for them very much but when you said that you read a translated interview with him i thought that it was conducted in some elven token language that <laughs> he invented initially. Oh man, I wish I had like a one-liner of Elvish that I could break out right now, just to like. Don't. But I, if I had I, a nickel for every time I said that, I, I just at a don't. bar, at a bar, there's a nice honey there. You're like, ooh, find you some elven. All right, JRR token, awesome person of the week. All right, we're uh, on to song of the week number two. And uh, Bill, you're up. What song you got us this week? I, uh, you know, I kind of continuing on a vein of people who have come and gone um, recently. I know we just talked about Stu Scott, but my awesome song of the week uh, is a tip of the hat to another awesome person that we lost recently, Mr. Joe Cocker. Um, very few people who could sing like Joe Cocker could sing and could bring the soul to the stage that Joel Cocker could bring. Um, and one of my favorite jams of all time of Joe Cocker's it's, I, I, I blast it every Friday afternoon when I'm driving home from work because I know I don't have to go back there for two more days. Um, is, is his tune feeling all right? Uh, just a great jam, great, great feel, great backbeat, good lyric, good song, feeling all right. Awesome tune of the week.
feeling all right by the late Joe Cocker. Song of the week number two. I Good think we should probably oh. raise our glass to Joe Cocker too. Can we do that? I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Cheers to Joe Cocker. To Joe Cocker. Moving on, our next segment this week in awesome news. This week in awesome news brings us uh, all of the awesome news from around the internet. We visit our favorite search engine news sites or just news sites in general. Search the word awesome in their news bar and see what it brings us. Google News, we type in awesome. Here's what we get. Notre Dame's Jerry and Grant defies gravity to net awesome dunk against Georgia Tech. That's a pretty good awesome headline. That's- I I take I take a little bit of that headline rubs me the wrong way because doesn't it you don't net a you don't net a dunk like the whole point of a dunk is that it's a thunderous decisive <laughs> definitive slam it's not a it's not a net it's the, the exact opposite of that when has anyone ever been like he netted a slam dunk it was terrific you know <laughs> no one has ever That's said a- that so there you go. Did anybody see this dunk? I didn't see it. Was it good? Notre Dame basketball? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did not see that. (laughs) Next up, we hop across the ocean to our cousins in Europe. The BBC. What's awesome? Glasgow 2014. Usain Usain Bolt calls Commonwealth Games awesome. Sports headlines getting a lot of love today. Yeah, but that was last summer wasn't it so he's like did they interview him about it ex post facto here and he uh, it's it's dated january 1 2015 hmm. he, he must have <laughs> they must have just caught up with him now at new year's and uh so yeah it's, it's exciting <laughs> so, correct stuff, me if i'm though. wrong here the commonwealth games are basically the olympics but only for countries that are ruled by the queen correct yeah john john oliver last week tonight they kind of lampooned the commonwealth games um, that was the summer but yeah yeah they are it's all the all the folks in the british commonwealth compete which as john oliver pointed out was way more impressive in 1950 than it was <laughs> in 2014 but right yeah. <laughs> finally we turn to our favorite news and television stations fox news fox news what's awesome awesome distilleries you should visit right now Ooh. That that right. sounds that's a heck of a that's a heck of a top line. Well done, Fox News. They are definitely uh, the best news of the day. Yeah, it's just it's pointing you to a handful of really cool distilleries and telling you a little bit about them. That's a heck of are, an article. I'd read are, that. Are any of them someplace that we could like go visit and do a podcast on location? <laughs> oh God, I, I, I it's, uh, Laverstoke Mill, Stranahan's, Aberfeldy Distillery. I've heard Aberfeldy Distillery is uh, is just lovely. Uh, especially in the dead of winter, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm 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 thinking that yes, we could probably make that happen. I'm surprised right. they didn't have the headline wasn't like eight awesome distilleries that will never you'll never believe what happened when these eight awesome distilleries did. They really need to upworthy that headline a little bit. I think it's very bland. eight awesome distilleries defying the federal government by not paying unjust taxes. This man uh. said something homophobic. You won't believe what happened next at the eight best distilleries in the U.S. <laughs> oh. oh, so that's week. That's this week in awesome news. Thanks for the awesome news, everyone. Mm, that was tasty. Next segment. Let's all go to the movies. Let's all. Stay home and watch 
Netflix instead Or maybe Amazon Instant Video It comes free with Amazon This holiday season, I am pretty sure uh, my nieces and everyone else's nieces and grandchildren and little sisters uh, got some sort of Disney's Frozen apparel. Uh, Everyone in our house, everyone in our house on Christmas with our families, the little girls were getting the, the costumes and the dolls and... I, I love Disney movies almost more than anything in the world, and I still haven't seen this movie. And half the people I've talked to said it's the greatest thing ever, and half of the people, most of them who have something really specific to say about Disney movies in the early 90s, say that it sucks. So this got this got me thinking, because everyone says this movie is so great, unless they really, really have something to say about it. And they'll compare it to one of the old Disney, kind of early 90s, the Disney classic musicals. Um got me thinking what is and, and give me your argument because i'm going to disagree with you probably what's the best disney animated movie ever made what is I, the most awesome i know mine louis what what do you got robin hood and it's not even close oh, louis. oh I, the, mu- the music of chris christopherson a voice cast of just like old western sweet voice actors that are you know it was made in 1973 it's uh, it's got some of the best voices I think in any Disney movie. Ooh, Friar Dolly, Tuck, the Dolly, sheriff. Dolly, what a day! Yeah, and <laughs> I mean the soundtrack. It just gets me every time. It's uh, I think it it's it's not as uh, it's not quite as cloying and overly sentimental. I think as some of the Disney stuff that happens later. It's uh. Yeah, it's just a good, straightforward kind of underdog story with some terrific music, good voice acting, a little bit of a love story, but not, you know, not over overdoing it. And yeah, just I've always, I've always loved me, loved me some Robin Hood. That's wow, that's a great choice, Louis. I, I almost kind of, I need to like stop and think here for a second now. That well, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Louis. That Robin Hood is in my top three for sure. It fights between second, third, maybe fourth. But I and, and I agree that everything you said about it was right. But with that being said, the music by itself, because of the way that those movies are put together, Robin Hood's a lot more of the story, but all the rest of my favorites are all the ones with just tons of music and all the big, great songs. And I just love that stuff, and that's probably why I feel like this. But I think the music alone in Beauty and the Beast makes that one for me. It, I knew it, you were going to say that. <laughs> the story is amazing. It opens with the most catching and sad tale of this this greedy, selfish prince. And when you hear the... <laughs> right at the beginning when the narrator comes in to tell you the story of the how he became a beast, ah, it grabs you right in the middle of your chest and just yanks. And then it makes you laugh right away because bonjour, that song... Oh, come on. Every song in that musical kills... And no one can tell me that there's better music in in, a, in any of those movies. And that, for me, is why I put it at the top. When I, the music kicks ass. When I was, like, late in high school and early in college, I got really into the television show Law & Order for a long time. And I was watching it, you know, on reruns all the time on TNT or whatever. That sounds um, terrible. And then... But I was watching it, and, and Jerry Orbach plays this salty old detective, long-running detective on that show, and anybody who knows that show knows what I'm talking about. And I found out 
probably three years into love into loving that television show that yeah he was Lumiere and I'm like no way that dude sings be our guest like it's the craziest thing so he was um, pretty awesome that guy was pretty awesome well I don't want to argue with you two guys because those two movies are both excellent and wonderful and and I love them for so this is more of a, a personal opinion thing and I think it's because it how it because of where how it impacted like eight-year-old bill when it first came out um but uh, move on <laughs> no the, <laughs> no the movie aladdin will always stick in my brain specifically because of robin williams um the character yep. of the genie uh just will always stick with me as one of my favorite disney characters of all time one of the first ter- tunes that i ever like sat down and tried to like learned and learned all the words to and could just run around singing it at the top of my lungs was you'll never have a friend like me like i'd learned all the words to that song right as soon as i saw that movie in the theater i was just enthralled by that movie and specifically his character so i I guess i'm doing more of a favorite disney character of all time rather than movie because aladdin as a story is kind of you know it does have a little bit more of that cloying love story that louis you were talking about is kind of annoying in some of the later disney movies but um hey there's nothing wrong with him getting the girl you know what i'm saying true that's true so anyway, Aladdin will always stick out in my mind uh, as a great Disney movie and really because of the work that Robin Williams did on that movie. I must say, too, that we are going to be running out of booze from pouring it all on the ground from all the dead people that we keep talking about. Um, <laughs> it's so true. Robin Williams Dang. and Jerry Orbach, thanks for everything. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Ugh. And an- Robin Williams, another reason 2014 can go stuff it. I think everyone would agree with you there. He was incredibly awesome. So, yeah, that, that's those are good arguments. I think all of them are fair, but I still think you're both wrong because the, <laughs> the answer is Beauty and the Beast. Moving on. Next segment, Dear Popstar. Uh, we are lucky enough to have a Rolodex full of top-notch A-list celebrities. And uh, they have all been kind enough to uh, throw us some help uh, to make our podcast a little bit better. So, uh our uh, thousands and thousands of Twitter followers and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Facebook likers have been sending us their requests all the last two weeks. And uh, we've scoured them, and we found the three best. This is advice they're asking from some of their favorite pop stars. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, do the first one. Uh, This one is from Jason in Brooklyn, and he's writing to Taylor Swift. Uh, Jason writes, Dear Taylor, I saw you on New Year's Eve at the costume party where everyone was dressed up as their favorite board game. We made eye contact and smiled at each other several times throughout the night, and I really was getting the feeling that you were staring at me. I was wondering, were you staring at me because you were trying to figure out what my board game costume was, or is it because you were digging me? With help, Jason from Brooklyn. Mm, that's like Ooh. a missed connection on Craigslist kind of deal. I like it, that. It, 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 yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting, interesting uh, dear pop star. Uh, well, luckily we uh, sent this question to Taylor, and she responded. Taylor, what do you got? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh-huh. she knew he was the game Trouble. Guess she's not but, into you, Jason. Sorry. No, I think I think that might mean she is into him oh. because if she knew what oh. game he was, she wasn't thinking, "What the hell is that guy?" She was thinking, "I like him. I'm going to smile at him." And they said they smiled at each other. Uh, Taylor, do you have any more? Do you have any more to say about it? How can the devil be pulling you towards someone who looks so much like an angel when he smiles at you? Whew. So apparently that took an odd ooh, turn. Maybe. She, 
That's yes, heavy. maybe she wasn't thinking what you were thinking, Jason. I think maybe just stay away. All right, next to your yeah. pop star, Bill. What do you got? Uh, I got a I got a letter here from uh, Larry in Seattle, and he's writing to the uh, the members of the band Creed. Oh. Um, and Larry writes, uh, "Dear Creed, I work in a very old office building that uses old school elevators that have elevator operators who start and stop the elevator manually when they reach the desired floor." Every day I get on the elevator and ask the operator to take me to floor 17, but he always drops me off at floor 14, and I have to walk the rest of the way on the way on the stairs. Do you have any advice for me? What should I say to the elevator operator? Thanks, Larry in Seattle. Creed, what do you guys say? That, that's a very polite way. I mean, I think if they asked that, he would probably do it. Yeah, although so. not not to not to pick nits with Creed because that was very solid advice, but you really should probably ask him. May you take me higher? You know, like he can do it. It's just yeah, right. Will you please? Will you, uh, will please you take me higher? May yeah. you take me higher? No, don't ask. Yeah, yeah Bill's right. Will you please take yeah. me higher, yeah. sir? I respect the work you do and your union. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to we want to thank Scott Stapp and the fellas for getting back to us. Uh, yeah, Louis. Thanks, guys. Last ask They're not Bob, very so busy got? right now, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so I've got a letter here from Theodore in Palo Alto. Um, sounds like young Theo met a, met a lass over the Christmas break. He's got some questions about it, <clears throat> and uh, he would like to ask Waka Flocka Flame, uh, mm, the Atlanta Waka rapper. Flocka. So it says, Dear Waka, I was recently at a party where I met a nice young woman, and we really hit it off. It sounds like we're making plans to hang out again. The problem is, she invited me to a friend's other party, and I don't know. Is this a date? Is this a full-on date, Waka? Or is this just two friends going to a party? Thanks, Theodore. Uh, that's a tough question. Mr. Flame, what do you got? Yeah, Ah, uh, tough luck. Tough luck, Theo. Well, hey, it's all right. Maybe it's it's no, nothing wrong with making a friend. That's true. Friends friends yeah. are useful when you need to go to the airport um, all right. or start it's a true. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, our, thanks pop stars. Uh, remember, folks, if you have uh, advice that you need and you're looking for a pop star, we're your portal to their answers. So uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Uh, at Weekly Awesome on Twitter. And just find us on Facebook, The Weekly Awesome. Search it. It'll show up. All right, uh, next segment, just like Awesome Person of the Week, we also know that everybody likes to spend at least a few minutes at work wasting time watching YouTube videos. So uh, we're going to be pointing out an awesome video every week that uh, we watched and made us laugh or made us be happy or make us, uh, any whatever, it made us uh, think it was awesome. All right, our Ask an Awesome video this week is a uh, cover song. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group playing a cover version, and I hate to do double duty on Taylor Swift, but uh, it's a Taylor Swift tune. It's uh, Shake It Off, but it's performed in the style of uh, 60s Motown. Uh, it's arranged by a group that's called Postmodern Jukebox, and uh, they have videos of all these great new modern songs played in old-timey styles, uh, great instrumentation, really great performances by everybody. So, uh, this is um, just this is the way this song should have been sang the first time. It's freaking awesome. Check it out. It's uh, "Shake It Off," 
postmodern jukebox. Check and it out. Bubba, they can find that on uh, the Weekly Awesome website, correct? Theweeklyawesome.com? Indeed they can, yes. Visit theweeklyawesome.com. You can check out uh, the newest podcast. You can get some updates from news from us. You can get uh, uh, access to uh, – to, uh, so visit theweeklyawesome.com. It's got some awesome stuff. All right, moving on. Next segment. 401Ks, taxes, and baby throw up. That's right. It's time to ask a grown-up with Will. All right. One of our favorite segments here at the Weekly Awesome. It's called Ask a Grown-Up with Bill. As you may or may not know if you've tuned into any of our preseason pods, uh, Bill is the only grown-up in the group. And, well, Louie and I are trying to evolve as human beings and we bring our queries to Bill on how to properly be and act like a grown-up. Um, we're thankful for him. He hasn't advised us poorly <laughs> as of yet. So, Louie, what's your question for Bill this week and ask a grown-up? So, Bill, I was curious. Uh, I don't know about you and, and your family growing up, but uh, I've been thinking about this because it's the holiday season, season of giving. It was hammered into me at a, at a young age that thank you notes are a vital part of, mm. of the, you know, the exchange of goods and love and friendship and that is an adult thing right there yeah but i'm not great at them it turns out i almost never send them uh Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if you know are we at a point where with our with our digital generation of goobers who don't do things like send thank you notes is it now socially acceptable to just text people or email them or post a Facebook photo of you looking all happy with the gift? What's the correct protocol to respond to a gift in the Christmas uh, holiday season? I, I feel like you have, um, you have to consider the situation. Consider the giver, the gift, and the occasion. Um, I, think, I think what you just mentioned, like taking a Facebook picture of you with the gift, if, if it's a gift that like you could take a picture of you using it or something like that. And if the person who gave it to you is on Facebook and someone who you interact with on that medium very, very much, you know, that that could be a good way to do it because then also you're kind of tipping your cap to them publicly and saying thanks and a lot of people, a lot of people will see it. I think that the, um, the thank you card will never fully go away, especially for big major occasions. And I've had two such occasions in my life where I feel like sitting down and writing the handwritten thank you card um, was still probably very appropriate and and needed and that was getting married and having a kid and you get you know you get gifts for those two things and 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 it's kind of tedious to sit down and write it but it but it's also worthwhile and and you know your great aunt appreciates getting it through the mail since she's never heard of Facebook before so the thank you card will never fully go away but i do think there are times where it's appropriate to acknowledge and and say thank you in other ways that are not necessarily as tedious or as as time consuming as writing a full-blown thank you card and sending it through the mail well great that was that was sage advice i'd hmm. i'll take it to heart okay good what Thanks happened to help. just a fucking handshake <laughs> just just spit on your hand and shake the man's uh, dynamite advice bill i'm with louie there i never know when i'm supposed to because my mom sends a thank you card for everything thanks yeah. for calling last week you know what I mean? Like that. Kind of yeah. Thing. I just, I don't know. I feel like it was overkill. So now at this point in my life, other than my wedding, I, I don't know. I mean, what, that, what, yeah, that's a great question. All right. Second question comes from me, Bill. I credit cards. Mm. It, is it as bad of as a, a, like, was I making a really poor choice for the last 10 years of my life? 
Because it seems like a pretty raw deal. Is that right, or is there some part of being a grown-up that I don't get about uh, credit cards and them being in complete control of my life? Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I feel like when we were growing up, right, like we were starting to get all this advice about credit cards because people were starting to get smarter. Like, oh, you don't want to have them. They could take a long time to pay off. And that's true, man. They they really can. And I'm very much of the school of thought of like use it and then pay it off every month. And that's my ideal. That's what I try to do. Um, I was against them for a long time and then I needed to like buy stuff like a car and I didn't have any credit history. And the only credit card I could get was a $300 limit target red card for a while because I had zero credit. Nobody would give me a credit card. So you have to have them and, and you have to use them because it's Thank important you, to have, to have a, to have a line of credit so that when you want to go like buy other stuff, people have a history there, but yeah, man, you got, they're dangerous. They're, they're very dangerous. Like don't. My advice would be don't ever buy anything with a credit card that you couldn't also have purchased with cash unless it's, you know, something major that you really need or whatever. But And always have a plan to pay it off if that's the case. And I have zero financial – I have zero financial advising background. So just in case, you know, like we could get in any trouble with that, I, I, I have zero certification and or training as any kind of a financial planner or a certified financial planner or anything. So this is not actual legal financial advice. The Weekly Awesome Thank is you. part of a limited liability company. <laughs> so no, if you come after us, the only thing you're getting is one set of speakers. All right. Dynamite advice this week, Bill. You're one hell of a grown-up. And boy, I can't wait to be one myself. All right, next segment. awesome we'd like to point you towards a board game now uh louie has played this game for a long time but i was just recently introduced to it and bill uh i don't know if you've ever played it so this will be uh this will be a fun one i have i have played it before i i enjoy it excellent Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. okay so i just played my first game of pandemic like two days ago and holy that was i was a little like ah that sounds like a weird premise for a game but uh i really really had a great time playing and uh, it was really fun and i think the people should know about it Louis, tell us all about it. What? How do you play this game? What's it about? Um, so it's a two to four player game, I believe. Um, the basic premise is uh, the board looks like, you know, your standard, uh, the globe, kind of like Risk or any uh, you know sort of game like that. And basically, uh, you and your fellow gamers are actually working together collaboratively, cooperatively. Um, and you are a team of basically employees for the Center for Disease Control, which does sound kind of weird and boring. But yeah, you're trying to prevent a global pandemic. So you travel around the globe removing disease and curing and eradicating disease. Um, and it's it's a fun game because it, it involves a lot of discussion in an interesting way where you kind of can each talk about you know, this is what I think would be the best move here. This is what I think would be the best move. Um, you can kind of play it open with your cards out. And so it's easy to learn in that way because if people have played it, they can sort of help you out with it. Um, yeah, it's just good. And I, and I think, you know, there's a time there's a time and a place for a game where you can just humiliate the person across from you and just, just <laughs> dance on them after you destroy them. But it's also nice to have a game where you can all just win and be really pumped up that you figured it out and... 
I think my favorite part about it, and this might sound odd, but I think my favorite part is that you often lose. Like, it's hard. And um, I think yeah. I enjoy that because it's – and it can get out of control quickly, which I think is probably accurate for a global pandemic. So, yeah, I, I give it my full endorsement. Louis, have you ever played any of the expansion packs for that game? I have On the Brink, um, which I have not played all the options of it. There's the Bioterrorist option. That's the one, one I – okay. Is, Yes, that's the one I was bringing up. Um, yeah, I have never played Bioterrorist because it just seems different. Yeah. Yeah. Now, in that scenario, do you know, is the Bioterrorist, like, sneaky? Is is he playing as a member of the team but, like, selected ahead of time and other people aren't supposed to know who he is? Or is it is it out there, like, that guy's the Bioterrorist and it's the five of us against him and the disease? Yeah, so the way it works, from what I can understand, is before the game you know who it is and they are actively trying to okay it's not like you know, undermine you but the way yeah but the way they they make it um they introduce that sort of subterfuge idea into it is um the bioterrorist writes their moves down on a sheet of paper okay um and so you don't know exactly where they are or where they're going or what they're doing and so gotcha. i think it you know so that sort of brings the element of surprise and keeps it so it's not just but yeah, I've never done that one. I uh, but that same on the brink expansion has some cool things like mutations, and it mm-hmm. brings some other. And we are definitely getting into some deep nerdy pandemic stuff here. But yes, it's a, it's yes, a, we are. It's a good good stuff, and yeah, I just think uh, it's a good game for being with friends, and especially friends you like, you know, chatting with, and and who are fun to play games with, and have some drinks, and yeah, yeah, I, I love. I really enjoy the the team aspect of it. It's really it is fun to find a good game that's still really hard that you get to play all together, which also makes it easy to have somebody who's never played before. My first time, I sat down. And Louis was teaching me with somebody else, and we all you know they taught me and you know get to play along, and they can help you the whole time. And uh, it's it's really easy to learn, and it's really fun. And and you know the best part is uh, you're, you're doing a good thing. You're helping cure the world of disease. And so even if you lose, you can feel good that you gave it your all and helped a few people. Next segment, awesome quiz. Uh, another uh, weekly tradition at the Weekly Awesome is one of us prepares a quiz of awesome questions, a pop quiz, if you will, uh, about his or her awesome topic. Uh, Louis is going to be in charge this week, and it will be uh, me versus Bill. Louis, why don't you tell us the rules and uh, get to it? All right. Uh, this week's uh, pop quiz, awesome quiz, is uh, is going to revolve around the 2001 ludicrous song area codes um (laughs) if you need a refresher on area codes i will read from the wikipedia entry area codes is a song by american hip-hop recording artist ludicrous released as the lead single from his third album word of mouth it features nate dog the song's lyrics focus on u.s telephone area codes that denote the location of women with whom the rapper has had sexual relations in cities across the united states So that is the premise of Area Codes, in case you don't remember. I'm glad that you read that. I, could, I couldn't remember what that song was about for the life of yeah. me. So um, the, format, the format of this week's quiz is pretty simple. Uh, I have six questions, three for each of you. We'll go back and forth. Um, if we need to do a tiebreaker, I will do a, uh, a question for both of you. That's a number, so you guys can, uh, whoever's closest will, will break the tie that way. Um, Bubba, would you like to flip a coin or do something to see who goes first? That's Bill. Heads or tails? Tails. Tails it is. What do you want? 
Uh, I'll go. I'll go second. Okay. Bring it. So, uh, Bubba, first question: In which yes. of these states does Ludacris not have a hoe? Kansas, Connecticut, or Nebraska? I believe the correct answer is Kansas. That is correct. Ludacris oh, has hoes. Wow. Has hoes in Connecticut and Nebraska. I was, I'm, I'm impressed that he's made the haul to Lincoln and Omaha. But he, he is in fact, uh, he has a side piece in Nebraska and Connecticut. Is that, so is that the four hundred two? Hold on, I've got it here. Yes, that is the four hundred two. Good job, nice. Bill. Uh, bonus star for for Bill. So Bubba's got one point. All right, Bill. All right. Does Ludacris have more hoes in California or Florida? Oh, my gut's telling me California because that just would make sense. But fly. I'm gonna go with California. I'm sorry. The answer is Florida. Oh! oh Ludacris is from Atlanta, as you may recall. It has a quite oh, a regional that's feel. Right. So, uh, just to let you know, he has uh, hoes at his disposal in. Sacramento, San Francisco, and Los Angeles in California. Mm-hmm. In Florida, mm-hmm. he's got Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando, and Tallahassee. So oh, really... damn it. Tallahassee will get you every time. All right. All right. Orlando, home of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. He's got a good organization set up in Florida. Yeah. All right. So Bubba's up one nothing after round one. Round two. So both of these questions will have to do with, uh, with the implementation of area codes in 1950, which used the census data then. In 1950, when area codes were created, the largest cities, the most populous cities, were given the area codes with the fewest number of rotary clicks on old rotary phones, which makes sense because they had the most people there. Ludacris has a hoe in each of the five most populous cities from 1950. What are those cities? I'm going to go New York City, Boston... Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago? New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia were correct. The other two are Los Angeles and Detroit. So I'm sorry Ah. you did not get round two correct. I might have gone uh, an extra 50 or 100 years back. (laughs) Deadwood, South Dakota. Um, Okay, so Bill, chance to tie? So on the flip side of the five most populous cities, in 1954 areas received the maximum 21 rotary clicks. These would be the four that presumably are the least populous. Excuse me. Two of the places are South Dakota, 605 area code, and the maritime provinces of Canada. Ludicrous lacks access to hoes in both of those places, unfortunately. Although <laughs> I went to college in South Dakota, and he's it's okay. Um, <laughs> but Ludicrous does have hoes in the other two. In what bordering states, and these would be two of the four probably least populous, most rotary clicks in 1950 areas, in what two bordering states does Luda have hoes? So the two states border each other? Yes, they border each other. But Luda has to have hoes in them to get the answer correct. It does. I'm going to say that Luda has hoes. Idaho and Montana. 
I'm sorry. The correct answer was South Carolina and North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Luda couldn't clean up in in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, but he unfortunately Coeur d'Alene, just north of Ipswich. Yeah. All right. So it looks like uh, Josh maintains his 1-0 lead after a, a tough round two, admittedly. I apologize hard, for that. Um, all right, round three. Um, I'm going to try to see who would I hmm, – I'll ask this one to Bubba. In how – no, I'll ask this one. Uh, yeah, I'll ask this oh, one this, this This just sounds like bullshit. You're trying to force, trying to rig this. force an answer on one of us. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to get this tied. I don't know. All right, Josh, ready? Round three. One of Blimey. Luda's hoes could have been Rory Gilmore, who attended college in this small northeastern town, the smallest city where Ludacris has at least one hoe. Would that be Providence, Rhode Island? Mm, I'm sorry. It was New Haven, Connecticut, where oh. Yale is. Oh, you're close. You're Luda, close, Luda has hoes in New Haven, population 130,000. Smallest city in which he has a hoe. Ooh, All right, Bill Katai. All right, let's do it. How many area codes in Texas does Ludacris have a hoe in? Oh, yeah, let's... I'm going to say five. Ooh, I'm sorry, it was four. four oh! Area codes. Yeah, it looks like the metro Dallas and Houston areas and then the outlying suburbs of both of both cities. And in fact, he uh, does not get around as much as far as, you know, your Fort Worth's, your Galveston's. Yeah, yeah um, your El Paso. Well, Galveston's a saucy place. El Paso. <laughs> Damn it. Um, doesn't have hoes so in Texarkana. That, that, was a, that, was a tough, that was a tough quiz, guys. But, you know, it's a pop quiz. Well, you never know what's going to happen. Well done, Bubba. That was awesome. It's a well-fought victory. So, Bubba, congratulations on winning the first... Uh, First pop quiz, 1-0. So, Bubba, you will have the honor of uh, coming up with the next one, I believe. So, congratulations. Uh, I, I will. Thank you very much. And uh, and uh, just for the fans out there, make sure you visit theweeklyawesome.com. Uh, on the news page, you'll be able to see the lifetime standings of the three of us in the pop quiz game, which I now sit at the top of the table with <laughs> one point, as opposed to both Lewis and Bill, who have zero points. Uh, I'm oh, I have like, but I have like a DNP right now. Like I don't, I don't. I I'm be. sorry, that's not how it you works. play for Greg Popovich. Uh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm the champion, and we move on. All right. <laughs> final uh, final song of the week is coming from me this week, um, and I decided, you know what? It's a new year, um, so I'm gonna say, what's the newest album that I've just started listening to? Like the whole album that I've absolutely fallen in love with. And it has to be uh, Lily Allen's new release from last summer. Um, it is fantastic. Uh, Sheezus is the album and one of the, uh, one of the tracks as well. But uh, I'm going to play one of my favorites from the uh, backside. It's, it's just a nice, cool, laid back groove. And uh, it's a song you can get down to. So enjoy it. It's called Close Your Eyes, Lily Allen. There's something you should know When I'm standing there in my underwear I know that I've let myself go But I still feel sexy when you undress me And whisper in my ear Come over here Come over here 
Let's spice it up. You can dress me up. I'll be anyone you like. Get my leathers on. Yeah, let's get it on. Come on, ride me like a bike. I'll be Beyonce, baby. Say my name tonight. Yeah, I'm a hova. Baby, come over. Baby, come over. Close your eyes, baby. Take off your shirt. I'ma just hit the In my minivan, I see you in my mirror. Ain't no other chick gonna cut my shit. You know I'd have to kill her. You know how to use it. I'm about to lose it. You blow my fucking mind. Park it right up behind. Park it right up behind. Close your eyes, baby. Take off your shirt. I'ma just hit the That was Lily Allen with Close Your Eyes. All right, well, you know what? That brings us to uh, the first ever full-time regular season, the weekly awesome premiere. Guys, awesome show. Awesome. Yeah, Good it's job, fun guys. to be in the regular season. It, it is, and uh, thank all of you out there for joining us. Uh, it's been an awesome time. Again, you can find us online, theweeklyawesome.com. That's where you can find the new podcast. You can find news. Uh, ask questions and uh, look at new videos of the week. Uh, you can see us on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. We're at Weekly Awesome. Uh, so come find us on there. Uh, send us some stuff. If you got a question for a pop star, send it our way. And uh, tell your friends to join the Weekly Awesome fan club. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining us here on the Weekly Awesome. I'm Bubba. I'm Louie. And I'm Bill. And remember, drink beers.
Read a book. Listen to a new band. Watch sports. Eat snacks. Pack a fat one. Find some strange. Sing a song. Watch some sci-fi. Cook something. Watch soccer. Harmonize. And remember, always shoot for awesome. Have an awesome week, everybody. Bye. 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 The end has come. It's time to say goodbye. But don't be sad. Think of all the fun we've had. I'll see you soon. Don't think you've lost some. Cause next week will be fucking.